I don't know where to start. I hear that a lot. Maybe you're a podcaster that's been creating content for a while or a brand new podcaster. Sometimes you're like, I'm not really sure what my audience wants. And today I'm going to share three strategies that you can use to figure out what your audience wants to hear. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005, I am your award-winning Hall of Fame podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the show, I help you plan, launch, and grow your podcast. My website is schoolofpodcasting.com. And if you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash listener, you will save on either a monthly or yearly subscription. And that comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. And I'm doing something different on today's show. If you've ever wondered about uh, trying to make money with your podcast, etc., etc., one of the fun little bumper sticker advice that you will hear from people is, oh, you tell them what to do but you charge them on how to do it. And so today, I'm going to give away a little bit, just a a sample, because there's a whole lot more about this in the School of Podcasting, on how to figure out what to talk about. Like, I want a podcast about blah, 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 but I'm not really sure where to start. And so what you can do, there are tools that you can use that will show you exactly what people are saying. Oh, I hate it when people do this in this subject, and I I like it when they do this. So I'll be talking about that in just a second, but I always like to start off the show with a because of my podcast story. Now, if you're not familiar with these, it's really simple. It's a one-question survey. It is, hey, I had this thing happen in my life, and I wouldn't have never really would have happened to me except I had a podcast. Hence, because I had a podcast, blank. And so Effie Parks uh, from the Once Upon a Gene podcast reached out to me for a quick question. And I remember her because of my podcast story. So this is a bit of a rerun, but it's a good rerun. Hi, Dave. Effie Parks here, host of the Once Upon a Gene podcast. My son was born with a rare disease and I felt completely isolated. I created the podcast to find other parents who are raising a kid with a rare disease. It's full of resources and personal stories from families who are navigating this unique lifestyle. I'm here to share a because of my podcast story. Because of my podcast, uh, let me count the ways. Seriously, but for now, I'm just going to tell you about the latest one. The show just won an award, Dave. An award-winning podcast. Wild to say and even think this would be a thing when I started the show two years ago out of desperation. We Go Health and Health Union have a yearly ceremony where they honor digital advocates in the health industry. Your show first has to be nominated, then endorsed or voted on by the public for about a month, and then you're taken to a finalist round and ultimately chosen by a panel of judges. 15,000 total nominations. And there's 16 winners. When I watched the announcement ceremony online, I burst into tears. I didn't expect to win, obviously, but I also didn't expect to feel that much gratitude that the work I was doing was being recognized and making such an impact. That's not all. They flew us, all of the winners in our categories, to Boston. 
gave us a $3,000 ticket to the world's largest health conference, paid for three nights in a gorgeous hotel on the water, interviewed us with fancy cameras and lights, fed us lunch every day, and also held a formal ceremony at the conference with a huge stage and big screens and everything in the middle of the room at this massive event. I got to meet a woman who became a close personal friend to me online because we're both raising kids of rare disease. I got to meet her in person. I met other beautiful advocates and was just so honored to be in their presence. The team itself who put on the event were there every step of the way, and they were so genuine and passionate. It was like a love fest, and I felt so incredibly lucky and special. I also made a lot of great connections that perhaps I will share later on a Because of My Podcast segment. Thanks for being such a champion for podcasters, Dave, and for always coming at it with a realness and heart. So again, my name's Effie Parks, host of the Once Upon a Gene podcast. If you're a caregiver or you know someone raising a medically complex kid, please find me at onceuponagene.com. Yes, onceuponagene.com. That cut off a little early there. But I noticed something that I've been saying, hey, we're, we're kind of running low on because of my podcast stories. And then it dawned on me, I haven't got a because of my podcast story since I switched to Rumble Studio, which for the record is a very, hmm, how can I, it's it's somebody who's thinking outside the box. And it's supposed to be for, I believe it's asynchronous interviews, meaning it's an interview thing. So I send you to it. So in my case, I had a one question interview. It was because of my podcast blank. And you answered it, and I would be able to then download your answer. But I, this tool in general, I just go, mm, somebody doesn't get podcasting here. Granted, yes, when you do an interview show, it's kind of a hassle to line things up. I do a show with my buddy Eric K. Johnson, and we do the podcast review show, and we're going to be recording a new episode of that very soon because we have to synchronize my calendar, Eric's calendar, and then, in this case, uh, a host and co-host. So getting four schedules to align is kind of tricky. And so this is one of the things you can kind of go, you do this with your website. If something stops working, the first thing you do, you go, okay, what did I change? So if I'm using WordPress, have I installed any new plugins? Have I done anything differently? And I was like, yeah, I have, I switched systems. So I'm going to go back to my old system. In this case, I use pod inbox for the question of the month, which is coming up very soon. Speaking of that, as I look at the calendar, if you want to get involved in the October 2022 uh, question of the month, you need to go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash question. And for the because of my podcast stories, I use SpeakPipe. And if you go, Dave, why do you use two? Because I'm Dave and I like to play with toys. So if you have a because of my podcast story, simply go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash because. Two other very quick pieces of housekeeping. I just want to save you a headache. If you haven't recently, go to wherever you get your domain names and make sure your domain is not going to expire. I ran into that this week with somebody and they're like, yeah, it expired. Then somebody else bought it. And I was like, yeah, you're kind of. So go make sure A, and here's what happened. Their credit card that they had on file expired. So Go double check that because that's one of those things that you really kick yourself hard. And I also want to give a quick shout out to Darren over at Corner Talk 
Coffeebug.com. He sent me a coffee mug, or in my case, a chocolate, a hot chocolate mug. Uh, as I record this right now, there's a freeze warning in Ohio, but it says if they're breathing, we're leaving. Cornertalk.com. So if you're into all those CSI shows, Darren does it for real. He's an actual coroner. And if you're like hoping that they come up with some sort of new, you know, city, I don't know, CSI Newark, yeah, uh, check out Darren's show over at cornertalk.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're ready to start creating episodes. You keep hearing people say, well, you need to know who your audience is and come up with an avatar. And you do. You kind of need to know who you're talking to. But even when you do that, you're like, yeah, but I want to talk about blank. And usually the phrase I hear is, I'm not sure where to start. And that's completely understandable. So what I'm going to do today is give you some strategies that you can use. Now, these are just a few of the strategies that are available at the School of Podcasting. And I'm going to start off with one of my favorites. And this is the one I call the Amazon strategy. And this is what you do. You go over and you take whatever your topic is and so let's say the the example I just stumbled across, and I was like, boy, this is such a great example of this, is I typed in menopause. I was uh, doing, we do uh, roundtables at the School of Podcasting, and somebody asked me, how do I actually do this strategy? And so we just threw out the idea of menopause. So we went to Amazon, we found this book on menopause, and then here is the strategy. You don't look at five-star reviews because they're not very helpful. They're like, best book ever. And then you look at one-star reviews, and they basically just say, which is very hard to spell. And neither one of those is very good because they don't say why it's the best book ever. They don't say why the book warranted a... So that's not helpful. So what do you do? You look at four-star reviews and two-star reviews. So when I looked at four-star reviews for this book, and it's called The Manipause Manifesto, here is what a four-star review said. This book is chock full of useful information that every woman out there will need eventually. Great, easy to understand explanations and a little humor to lighten the gravity of the topic. Now, menopause is not a fun time. If you are a female, I've had the joy of helping two people go through that, and it's not a lot of fun. Later in this four-star review, she says, very helpful to get validation about some of the crazy symptoms that I've been having that seem to start out of nowhere. So here again, validation, meaning, hey, I'm feeling kind of crazy here because I feel like I'm on fire. And when somebody else goes, I feel that way too, that person goes, oh, man, I just thought it was me. Another four-star review says, practical information to help women sort through and understand the chaos coming at them from all directions. When I read that, I was like, that should be the description of somebody's show about menopause. So you see there that four-star reviews are typically more specific than a five-star or a one-star review. A two-star review said, It's been difficult to read because it spends so much time on why we know so little. So they're telling you what they don't want to hear. Another two-star review, This book is not written for real women with real lives. I love that line. Why is it so long and dense? I just want to know the info and quick. Give me bullets and graphics and quick-to-find summaries. This is impossible and frustrating with this book. It's just a bunch of text with the info hidden within. So what you can do with something like this is spin it around and go, are you looking for a podcast 
that just gives you the summaries and the information you need to know, you know, quickly with bullets and graphics. Are you tired of getting your information that just seems like it's a bunch of text with info hidden within? Check out Dave Jackson's Menopause for Men coming soon. Just kidding. But as I went through this exercise, I saw phrase after phrase that I was like, ooh, ooh, I could use that in an episode description or that is an episode or I could use this in the show's description because it's coming from the people that you are trying to reach. Now, before I go on to these other strategies, we got to like bring reality in here. Have you ever gone fishing? Fishing is a very strange kind of sport to me. Now, it's not to Clay Groves. He is the King Fish Nerd. Find him at fishnerds.com. Clay's been on the show. Great guy. But when I went fishing, there was a lot of like sitting and waiting. And I, at times, while I'm a very patient teacher, I'm not the most, you know, depending on who's the boat with in me, with me, and we're, we're talking and things like that. But there's a lot of times when I went out fishing and came home with a whole lot of nothing. And likewise, when you go to Amazon or these other tools that I'm going to talk about, you can put in your topic and kind of go in and go, huh, not really nothing there, nothing here. And you kind of get done. You go, why? I just wasted a half hour and only got really one or two things. It's a little bit like fishing. You're kind of happy that you got a little bit and maybe the fishing will be better tomorrow. Maybe you'll try a different word. Maybe you'll try a different resource. But this is not something that you're going to go out and just spend 15 minutes and get everything you need to know unless the fishing was really good that day. One last point on Amazon. As you are searching for your topic on Amazon, you're probably going to find some books you want to read. And that means you probably found some authors you're going to want to interview. And I highly recommend if you find a book that you go, "Mm, man, that's something I want to read. I would buy the book on Kindle or whatever you want to do. Buy the book and read it. Read the book and then contact the author. I am here to tell you that nobody, as somebody who has a book, it's really very, 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 and by that I mean very slim pickings that somebody actually read the book before they interview you. So when you prove that, hey, in episode seven, when you talk about such and such, I would love to talk about this. Could you come on my podcast? Because I think my audience needs to buy your book. They're going to go, holy cow, somebody read my book. Holy cow. So that would be my advice instead of just, ooh, that person wrote a book about this. That person, you know, either find something. Because in many cases, I think with Amazon, you can download the first chapter, which unfortunately drives me nuts because usually the first chapter is, hey, in this book, we're going to talk about such and such and such and such. And then in chapter three, we're going to talk about such and such. And I always want to scream at the book. I bought the book. I don't need a table of contents to be free, but I get it. It's a marketing thing. But nonetheless, that would be my advice. It's another side effect of doing this exercise in Amazon. Let's talk YouTube. You've probably heard of that, and you've probably heard that it's the number two search engine on the Internet. And that's because it is. And so what I want you to do is go out to YouTube and do a search for whatever the heck your podcast is about. So let's say you're doing a podcast about Shih Tzus because that's the kind of dog I had when I had a dog. So I go out and I find that, holy cow, there is a YouTube channel that is all about Shih Tzus. And so I click on that and I see, I go click on videos and I can see all of their videos. And in the right-hand corner, 
you can sort by. And it's like sort by date, sort by, and you go, no, short, sort by most popular. And bingo, you've got a list of the most popular topics in the world of Shih Tzus in YouTube for that channel. So that's a way to know, huh, this is what this person's audience seems to want to talk about when it comes to this brand of dog. Now, what you can do is you go to the number one video there. And you're like, okay, and there'll probably be some comments if it's a popular channel. Not always, but in some cases, there'll be some some comments there. And again, you can go to the upper right-hand corner and sort. Now you're in the video. You're not in the channel. We've moved from the channel to the video, and you can sort comments and say, show me the top 10 comments. And I'm not sure what makes a comment popular. Maybe the more likes you get or something like that. But it somewhat puts a filter on so that you can see the best comments. And here again you will see in some cases why somebody really liked this. In some cases, somebody will be like, hey, that whole thing about the haircutting was great, but you forgot to mention blah, blah, blah. Or, hey, I really like this. This dog was great. Have you ever thought of da, da, da? So you will find in some cases, because again, we're fishing. And keep in mind, when we're fishing, sometimes we find a gold mine and sometimes we find nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, there are a ton of social channels, but the one I'm going to talk about is Twitter, sometimes referred to as where fun goes to die. But what you can do is you can do a lot of search in Twitter. In fact, if you go into search and then you'll see an option for an advanced search. So you could say, show me Lewis, not Jerry kind of things. But I went into Twitter and just typed in again, podcasting, just to see what would come up. And so what I found was a really cool way to grow your audience. And he's actually talking about a friend of mine, Omar. I got to hang out with Omar when I was speaking in Australia and listen to this strategy. What Omar did is before, you know, he had a platform like this is he went out in San Diego with a cooler of soda pop and he was giving away sodas. People were coming by and he was like, Hey, sir, can I offer you a soda? And they're like, what? What's the catch? And he says, well, I'm Omar. I just launched this $100 NBA podcast. The only catch is I'd love for you to open up your phone and um, search for my podcast and just subscribe and download. And then he was like, people would look at it and be like, oh my God, that's you. Cause his face was on it. Oh my God, that's you. And he's like, yeah, that's me. It's my podcast. And they're like, okay, thanks. But that's how he ranked his podcast, giving away All free right. sodas. And that was from Dr. Sean Dill, who I checked out his profile. And this is where... I'm trying to use Twitter as an actual, and I know this sounds weird, social media platform. I saw where Jeff Townsend had uh, mentioned something on Twitter. He had DM'd me. Jeff is the guy that's got me involved with the Podcast Power Hour. And if you liked the Podcasters Roundtable, this is a little bit like that in that it's a bunch of podcasters talking about podcasting. But it's also like, if we go way back before my time, it's a little bit of a roast. I was going to throw in Dean Martin, but nobody knows who Dean Martin is anymore. So there's a little bit of roasting going on there, and it's podcast about podcasting. But you can see, again, what people are talking about. And this is where hashtags come in handy. There's a cool tool right now at AppSumo. If you're not familiar with AppSumo, it's a place where new software often, or in some cases, old software, 
will go to them and they come up with a phenomenal deal like a lifetime deal. I know right now there's a platform if you want to sell your podcast, they have a lifetime deal. Super Pass is uh, the name of that. So I'll have links to all of that out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 849. One other quick tip here is for Facebook. Now, what's interesting about Facebook is we all say we hate it, and yet we're all still there. And so what I wanted to point out is you can go in and find groups about podcasting in Facebook, and I beg of you to do this next step, and that is to read the rules of the group. And I'm going to give you an example here. I hang out in PodFest has a, a Facebook group. Podcast Movement has a Facebook group. So I pulled up Podcast Movement's Facebook group, and they said, rule number one, no spam, no self-promotion. So if you're in there to go listen to my podcast, this is not the place for you. We do not allow personal links to your podcast website, Facebook page, Facebook group. And you get it. No self-promotion. Number two, no live streaming. And I am amazed at how times I go into different groups and there's somebody that's doing their podcast in the middle of the group. Number three, no selling, no affiliate links. Sometimes that's painful, but again, that's not what this group is for. Cause there are times when I'm like, I have an affiliate link and there are 3000 people in this room. But if you want to be part of the group, you got to play by the rules. So it says, this means you may not resell your used microphone or attempt to sell your podcast movement registration. I've got a tip on selling used gear in just a second. No interview requests, which is interesting because I see a lot of people going, hey, if you want to be on my show, let me know, which is a horrible pitch. You should say what your show's about. But I also now know I need to politely go to them and go, hey, just so you know, you need to go read number four of their terms. Be courteous. Number six uh, phrases. I love this one. Okay, go. Or am I right? Are not allowed in podcast movement. Uh, new members should introduce themselves. We have a collaborative spirit in synergistic community, yada, yada, get re- review swaps are not allowed. And please use the search before you ask a question in the group. And so I wanted to point that out, that when you go into a Facebook group, there is a search. And the reason I'm pointing, pointing this out, not as an old curmudgeon that's going, please use the search button, sheesh. But as a person who's like, look, you're in there and you might have a question, the question might have been answered, I don't know, four, five, 6,000 times before you were in the group. And if you do a search, you can actually find the answer now before somebody goes, don't use a blue Yeti. So there is a search in most groups. Then the other thing I wanted to point out, and I'm going to bet you that when I say this, you're going to go, I didn't know that. You go in, somebody has asked a really good question. You're like, hey, that's a really good question. And so you just type the phrase following because when somebody replies to this now, now that you've replied to it, you will actually get a notification that somebody replied to that. You don't have to type following. There is a, the three little dots. You guys ready for the word of the day? It's an ellipsis. That's right. The password is ellipsis. And so when you click on the ellipsis, you'll see an option that says turn on notifications for this post. I bet you didn't know that. Maybe you did. Now, something else I want to bring up is there are groups for other podcasters and for other associations. So for example, I'll go into podcast movement or PodFest or all these other Facebook groups about an event because 
they may or may not have a course. And also remember, rule number one, no self-promoting. That is almost always rule number one because that gets really boring really quick. And so if I'm in, let's say, Kevin Schmidlin, who's been on the show, has a, a group for his podcast. I am his guest in his house. How rude is it for me to try to poach people in Kevin's house? If I go to Buzzsprout, I'm in their Facebook group. I'm not in there going, hey, Libsyn, you, I work at Libsyn. Man. That's not very nice, but I can go in there and answer questions that aren't media host related and build relationships with other people. You don't go into somebody's house and poach. That is not the place to do that. And that also means if you go, oh, well, Dave, the way you do that is not in the Facebook group. You just go in and DM everybody. Well, that's not very cool either. I mean, come on. Who are you? Acast? You should be there to give to the group, not take from the group. And I am seeing this in some cases more frequently than I want to. I kind of feel bad that I have to say this, but don't poach other people's clients. That's just so not cool. And here's the other thing that I don't think most people think about. Because I've I've done Libsyn webinars and I see people that just put their their, their website address frequently, like every three minutes, like blah, 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 blah. And then you're like talking about it blah, 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 and you're like, look, you're, you're kind of messing up the chat room here with your, cause you're just spamming. You're just spamming. And so I, I just, to me, I, I think it's short sighted. Cause if you think about it, if your client, let's say you pick up a client from spamming a Facebook group, do they really, how, how strong are they going to trust you? Because you're poaching other people's clients. It's not really like I always wonder, like if you cheat on your your partner, your spouse, like, okay, the person that you cheated with, how strongly are they going to trust you when you go, oh, I would never cheat on you? Hmm. Just a thought. So bottom line, don't poach other people's clients. It's not nice. And you might be thinking, Dave, that seems to be a bit of a hot button. Has that happened to you? And the answer would be. Yes. And in the immortal words of Forrest Gump, oh, that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And those are just some of the ways that you can find out what your audience is looking for. For more ways to do that, of course, go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash listener. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done this before. I used the studio sound in Descript to clean up the clip from Twitter. Here is part of the original one. What Omar did is before, you know, he had a platform like this, is he went out in San Diego with a cooler of soda pop. And here it is after running it through studio sound. What Omar did is before, you know, he had a platform like this, is he went out in San Diego with a cooler of soda pop. I'll have a video on how I did that at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 849. Hey, if you're a person that likes podcasting and likes YouTube, if you would be so inclined to go to youtube.com and then a slash and then the at symbol, you know, like a Twitter handle at David Jackson, Dave was taken already. I'm dangerously close to getting close to 3000 subscribers to my channel, which I realize is nothing compared to many other people. But for me, it's kind of a big deal. 
And so if you like YouTube and you like podcasting, I typically have quick little five, six minute videos over there. Again, youtube.com slash at David Jackson. And of course, all my links are out at my website, schoolofpodcasting.com. And I'll put a link to that out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 849, which is where all the links and notes and everything else that I mentioned in today's episode will be. Thanks so much for listening. Until next week, take care. God bless. Class is dismissed. Coming to CBS, CSI Newark, starring, you know, the the original cast of, uh, anyway, I'm on a tangent. <laughs> what was that show from New Jersey? Um, the Jersey Shore. Yes. CSI Newark, starring Snooki. They're giving you information that you can use in your, did you hear that whistle? We're fishing for content. And sometimes you'll find a landmine. Do you want to find a landmine? That doesn't make sense. You want to find a gold mine. That's a way of niching down. And so you could find, what the hell am I talking about? Yeah.